What's up guys, hope you're doing well. Apologies for the lack of podcasts. Scott overall texted me this morning moaning about it, saying does the snow affect my podcasts and even though it shouldn't, it kind of does because we're just a bit all over the shop. Um, I've been up and down the road, it's 150 miles I would say from Flagstaff to Phoenix and I think I've done it three times now in the last 48 hours. Um, so there's just a lot of crap going on. Obviously I went down Wednesday to get physio which was important so has broke down, he was flying the US champs and the indoor track and field so that was great. I'll tell you a bit about physio and stuff in a minute um, but then basically I decided Wednesday night to drive. I was going to stay in Phoenix like I told you guys. Um, I thought I would stay down there and do some training but after seeing the physio it became pretty clear that I was probably going to have to see him a couple more times over the next few weeks and so I didn't want to get in the habit of every time I came to Phoenix staying down in Phoenix so I drove straight back um, Wednesday night back to Flagstaff. The snow started coming down pretty hard Wednesday night. Cassie texted me to say, hey, make sure um, Keserek has a lift okay to the airport on Thursday morning. Sorry, not to the airport, to the shuttle. He was supposed to fly out of Flagstaff airport, but um, Cassie made a call early on the Wednesday that they knew the Flagstaff airport would end up closed. So we made a call to push his flight to Phoenix, and then he had booked a shuttle from Flagstaff to Phoenix. Um, we wake up Thursday morning, and of course, there's I think there was some probably like 20 odd inches of snow at this point. All flights were cancelled, all shuttles were cancelled. So I found myself on the road back down to Phoenix. This time it was an absolute disaster. Like you're you're looking at two hours worth of driving in like thick white snow, can barely see out the front window, kind of snow sliding on the road a little bit, and big trucks down in the ditch, like literally stuck in probably 30 inches of snow and ditches. Um, so that was a bit of a shit show. Um, but yeah, we got Ed to the to the airport okay. He's flying to Boston to race a fast 5K on Sunday. So if you have, I think it's on flow track. Yeah, it's definitely on flow track. So tune in. Um, I'm going to predict that Ed runs about 13.03 for 5K on Sunday. He's flying. He's an absolute machine. And that would be amazing to see. And obviously to played a very, very tiny role in that. Um, getting to the airport but look that's that's where we're at um so we're going to now stay in phoenix the road back to flagstaff is actually closed because the snow is so bad i think they've now had 40 inches of snow recorded at flagstaff airport which is just crazy um i think the the total snow until now was something like 65 inches and in 48 hours there's been 40 so that tells you how much snow they've just got in the last 48 hours absolutely unprecedented so that's absolutely mental but yeah look we I, i've done my best when i got to phoenix on wednesday morning i did a 10 mile run I, I it's a it's a good tip for you guys like i didn't know what would happen at physio and if i'd be able to run again later that day so getting a 10 mile run in just meant it's not it's not 12, it's not 14, but it's enough that if I can't run again after physio, then I'll still be okay with that. Um, 
actually did the same again Thursday morning because Phoenix was having like like rainstorms and wind and hail and that sort of thing. So again, we we found a window on Thursday morning where it was pretty dry, and we knocked out ten miles um, and then called it a day. Um, so look, that's that's roughly what's been on. This morning I did twelve miles. Everything felt good. I probably I, I was going to progress that 12 miles like a little bit of a progression run but then I sort of just asked myself is that because you're going to be bored running by yourself or is that because you should do a progression run and it was essentially because I was just being like I'm going to say lazy I just didn't want to do 12 miles slow sometimes it's easier to get after it a little bit and, and push the heart rate and push the speed and it can be a bit more entertaining so but I just stuck to what I know and took it easy, and um, so that was pretty cool. But look back to back to physio. Um, I show up to physio on Wednesday. I was I was pretty excited about this. Like everyone talks so very highly of this guy. Um, I think his role is essentially a chiropractor, but I, th- I know that a lot of people. I, th- I think. I would say the way he works, he's a guy called John Ball. Um, the the practice is called Maximum Mobility in Phoenix. I didn't really want to say that on the podcast until I'd actually been and seen him and, um, for obvious reasons. Um, so look, I, I show up and um, it's a really great setup. Um, you go in, they take a lot of details about your history, etc., etc. Um, one of the first things you do after you've given your history is you run on the treadmill. And they they video you via an iPad from behind and on the side. So you you run at a pretty, I think I ran at like 5:40 per mile. Um, funny story, I went for a burrito and a bottle of coke before I rocked in, and I'm on the treadmill running at 5:40 per mile. But that's a that's another story. Uh, okay, you you run on this treadmill, they video you, and you've told them your history, you've told them why you're there. And they then sort of sit you down and analyze what they see. And then one of the questions I asked was, look, based on what I've told you, um, is that, can you see that in the video? Can you see what I'm saying about my hamstrings? Can you see what I'm saying about my right hip? Um, things like that, you know? Um, and then they, they do a bit of treatment and then they'll put you back on the treadmill. And they'll do new videos. They'll show you if things have improved. Um, via the video and also like maybe via stretching or maybe via so I think for two solid hours there was two practitioners working on me and John Ball was one of them and there's another guy called Kyle who who helps out Um, they worked they had to work on my ankles I twisted my ankles a few times over like trail and mountain runs and back in Ireland there in October and they just or sorry September and they just hadn't totally healed up. Um, well, they do heal up, but they heal up wrongly, you could say. Um, so they worked on that. I've also had pretty tight, restricted um, quads, hip flexors, and hamstrings for quite a long time. Um, specifically, hamstrings. When I do like hamstring extension stretch, if you want to Google that or YouTube it, I mean, there's if I'm sitting at 90 degree knee bend and I try to extend uh, the, let's say, the ankle to the sky. A lot of people might be able to get a straight leg. 
I am far from a straight leg. In fact, I'm closer to 90 degree angle than I am to a straight leg. Um, and that's something that we have probably been working on for a long time. And I might have been doing stretches two to three times a day to try to improve that. And I'm not joking in one session, John pushed that flexibility already. Um, working very little on the hamstring itself, but a lot more work on the lower glutes, the adductors, etc., etc., all the other muscles that restrict your extension and flexibility in the hamstring. He was fucking brilliant, to say it politely, absolutely brilliant. Um, and yeah, like the plan is to go back probably once a week for the next um, lot of weeks that I can afford to go, um, pick up as much as I can about what he's trying to do. He, he basically told me it's a it's a difficult area to fuck with because marathon runners need to be stiff to for better running economy. Um, but he was explaining it is you can your muscles can become too stiff, especially with age and with heavy training. And once they become a bit too stiff, well then it's like detrimental. I I don't know the science behind it. Um, he did. He had a whiteboard. He was explaining it all to me, and I just like went look, mate. You're the man crack on um, and I, I'm, I, I'd love to do I'm definitely going to do a podcast um, about how I think it would be possible to break 2 hours 10 for a marathon and maybe what goes into that and what it takes but I, I know meeting somebody like John can play a role in that um, he doesn't play the, the, the only role, he doesn't necessarily play the biggest role, the athlete plays the biggest role um, but he will 100% play a role. Um, in short, I think to break something like 210, you need the right mind, the right body, and that's where someone like John comes in to help your body. You also need the right coach, you need the right setup, you need the financial backing, and probably you need um, the knowledge and training to be able to get to that level, and you just need patience, a lot of it. Um, and so maybe I'll do a more in-depth podcast about how, how I think it would be. It's something I've been thinking about. What does it take to run sub 210 for a marathon? Um, but it, it will be the exact same for you guys. If you put a lot of the stuff I'm talking about and thinking about, if you put it into your own practice, it, it's what might get you a pretty big chunk PB. Um, so yeah, bear with me and I'll, I'll get on that at some point. Um, but yeah, the, the, the physio was great. He, he was showing me on the video little things that I do, the lack of extension and the lack of flexibility. Um, so it really limits my stride. Um, also just, I have a little flick at the end where my hamstring, instead of my hamstring sort of going down, or sorry, instead of my foot planting down on the ground at the end of extension, I kind of have this little like flick out and he says you don't really want, like it's, it's, it's a waste of movement pretty much. Um, as, he, as he was working on me, he was sort of telling me like, look, you can feel how sort of stiff this muscle is, but it's just a waste. Like obviously stiff muscles are good, stiff joints, stiff, stiff like ligaments and stuff can be good because they provide like a spring, they can act like a spring. But he says sometimes muscles get stiff and they're just a waste, they're not offering any energy return or any spring. And then it's just, they're just restricting other areas. So you're getting no spring from them, but you're actually getting a hindrance from them. So it, it was, look, he's supposed to be one of the best there is. People rave about him, there's a instant trust. Um, like he beat me up good, 
Um, I think when he when he was when he was leaving the practice room, he said, "Right, we need to look at your S and C, and we need to make a few tweaks there." But he said, "But basically, we have to beat the crap out of you." And I smiled and went, "Great." Um, and looked like he doesn't mess about. But I think when you're when you're smart enough about the human body and you've had as much experience as he has with elite athletes, dating back to probably 25 years ago, um, maybe 15 years ago, sorry, 15, 20 years ago, I was asking him who he had treated first, and it was a Kenyan who ran 142 in 2002. He felt like that was the first. He's been treating longer, but he felt like that was the first um, high-level athlete, I suppose you could say. Um, and then he worked on people like Mary Cullen, Kieran um, Leonard, and um, multiple other Irish guys who sort of came through the system um, and, and been really successful. So he knows a thing or two about the Irish and he knows a thing or two about treating guys um, and I think he's going to play a big role. It, it, it wasn't cheap by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they actually did a bit of a deal for me just because it, it probably should have been double the price it was. Um, but I, I just talked to them about what funding I have and what I don't have essentially and um, the bill ended up, I think it was $375, which is definitely not cheap, but I was in there for about two and a half hours, um, and it should have been a lot more. But look, you, if, if, if this physio can pretty much do in one session what I believe other physios might not be able to do ever, well then, it's worth it. And I was leaving and I, I joked with the receptionist who was billing me and I said, if you're good at something, never do it for free. And, and I think that that's a very good point in this regard. Um, so no, I think he's going to play a big role. We're going to open my stride up a bit. We're going to work on that flexibility. He's limited the strength until the hamstrings are a bit better to basically glute bridges. Um, so all the strength stuff has been been until he sees some progress. Um, he preached for somebody like me who's already really stiff and who already has a really good running economy. He said maybe some yoga practice and just maybe like two or three stretches, two or three movements and two or three patterns a day um, and just hold them for a little bit of time. And, and he says that's the key um, is just to, to work on those. Um, and so that's, that's exciting. I'm going to go back next Friday. Um, and yeah, hopefully he can um, do do a bit more work and make a bit more progress. So that's that's essentially that. Training is going to be, like I told you guys, the next six weeks, five weeks actually until the end of March are just very general. Um, it's, we're going to, next week I'll sit at about 85 miles, the following week 95, then we'll go 102 I think, and then like 107, something like that. Just I told you guys we're going to push that mileage up a little bit, but we're going to do it in a really smart and sensible way. I'm only doing one hard session a week. And honestly, if I see John on a Friday each week, that will act as a session in itself. And um, it does not go lightly. I can tell you that for a fact, it hurts. It leaves your body a bit sore. And um, I'm, I'm super sore. And I was just telling Rachel, if I, if I didn't have this immediate trust in this guy, I'd have probably woke up and went, what the fuck did this guy do to me? But it was it was really good, um, very very probably very painful, but I seem to handle it quite well, and I think my body responds pretty good to treatment. So um, yeah, so that's where we're at. Um, it's it's a patient time for me. I need to be 
very patient in the next, pretty much in the next probably anything from six to eight weeks, there's not going to be a huge amount happening. Um, but after that, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, we'll start to make some progress and and we can really start pushing things on a bit. We can really start cracking on. So, yeah, look all good. I hope you guys are having um, a good week. Um, if, if there's any physios listening, like, maybe that's a good thing for you guys to incorporate, like the treadmill running. And um, I mean, I was running at about 40 seconds slower than marathon pace, but I think to just get somebody jogging on the treadmill is a waste of time. I think they need to be running pretty close to marathon-type effort or marathon-type pace for you to sort of see like how their body moves when they run a bit faster and then if like he'll have guys run on the treadmill even when there's pain because he wants to see what's causing it you know um like uh, running for three minutes with a little bit of pain is is fine um you'll get to see how the body's moving maybe what's causing the pain and i think you can gain so much feedback just from a video and then you can if you think the person's struggling because they have tight hips or maybe tight right hamstring and they're loading the left leg well why not try to loosen it off and then get them back on the treadmill and see if it's made any difference um there's nothing quite like video feedback so yeah look guys have a have a cracking day well your day's basically over it's only 10 to 2 here um but look i hope you're having a good week anybody that did do seville marathon i hope it went how you wanted it to go if it didn't, you need to recap and see maybe what went wrong. Was it something in the build-up? Was it something on race day? Is it something you can help? Um, if you're recovering, focus on your recovery. If you have a race coming up, we'll do everything you can to give yourself the best chance of it going well. But have a good day and have a good sleep. And we'll catch up. I'll do Ask All Friday later today. And you guys will be able to catch up on that tomorrow. Take care now. Bye-bye.